Hallelujah. And the power in Jesus' name. Yes, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. We have some individuals who are not able to attend because of ailments, very serious ailments in their body. We're going to ask some of their mem uh, family members to come and represent them today. We are asking Kim Welsh to come and stand in place of her father today. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> Roger has been through quite a journey, um, and this last bout has weakened his body. Jesus. My God. And I personally witnessed man try to step in and convince this man that he was done. But God. Come on, come on, come on. He has a right. daughter in his life, a son-in-law in his life, and several other family members that believe in the power of God. Hallelujah. Believe in the power to raise him. Hallelujah. Up. Glory. He is gaining strength. Thank you, Lord. So we pray you. for Roger today that the Lord will just minister to his heart. Hallelujah, Jesus. Strengthen his body. And that most of all, he would know. That it is the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. I know that God can come to you in the night. I know that He can come to you when you're just sitting alone in a chair. Thank you, Jesus. And you feel that. Thank you, Lord. And you know, wow, that's not just chills from a draft in the house. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We are pray we are praying and believing for an absolute visitation yes, of God over these people. Thank you, Lord. That He will come to them in a very real way. Yes, Jesus. And they will know yes, that surely the presence of the Lord Hallelujah. has been in this place. Amen. Hallelujah, so Jesus. we're asking you to come for your dad. Thank you, Lord. Cheryl, we're going to have you step down here. Hallelujah. Homer and Pat. This is Cheryl's mom and dad. You're so worthy, God. Her mother is wheelchair. Hallelujah, Jesus. Ridden. She's in the chair. She is not mobile. And her father has been through. I was going to give you the prayer list. Her father has been through a series of health ailments, most recently a stroke. He is now falling. They do not know why. Jesus knows why. Touch him, Lord. Amen. Oh, I believe in doctors. Thank you, Jesus. I believe God uses doctors. He's yeah. used many doctors in my life. But I also believe that he is number one. Amen. He sees farther. He knows more. And he knows just what to touch. He, he can take a body. All of us, he took my body. And I see you when I was younger. Thank you. All systems trying to operate on their own, not coming together, and touched my body and made it come back into rhythm. I, Hallelujah, I'm not Jesus. telling a story that I heard or that I saw. I lived Hallelujah. it. And I know Hallelujah. what he can do when the doctors are saying, well, you're not going to have your peripheral vision, Trisha, after all these surgeries. And I'm like, oh, yes, I am. Jesus. Amen. I told you I was a little wrong. Paul, 
cannot be wrong for your husband Jim. Now I have one hanky here, but this is for Jim and Paula. Jesus. He has been covered, and these people have been covered, yeah. and and we can say that, and we can know that we are praying. But every God knows every specific thing that they need. But we are asking for one God. thing: Hallelujah. is that they would feel today yes, a yes. powerful, yes, Hallelujah, covering, yes, a powerful presence of the Lord yes, around them, a strength that they don't know yes, where it's coming Jesus. from. Hallelujah. Jesus knows. And he cares yes. about every single thing. We're going to believe him for it. Jim Schmidt, this Thank is you, Lord. wife, Paula. Thank you, God. You're so worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah. So worthy, God. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power, God. Yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you have a need in this place, I encourage you right now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Your hands and receive Thank you, Jesus. In, house in the next few minutes. In the mighty we name of Jesus. your name, God. Right Hallelujah, now, God, Shut up, Not only for the person that they're praying for, Thank God, you, Lord. for their families. Thank God, you, God, we're Jesus. praying for Jim, but we're also praying for Paula. Yes, we're God. praying for Hope. Every plan that he's put into every marriage, bind it 
every time that he was put into relationships with parents and children, expose it in the name of Jesus. Right now, God, let the children come to themselves, Lord God. Let the parent come to themselves. Help them to see that this is the enemy, that the enemy is trying to divide, Lord God. We ask you for peace. We ask you for love. We ask that your anointing would fill our relationships and our homes. Lord God, wherever we step in the power of your anointing. God, I ask for these family members as they step back into these homes with their loved ones. Thank you, Jesus. That your presence would go before them. Yes, Lord. God, that they would feel your anointing on them. Wherever they go, God. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Right now, we know you're singing Thank over you, Jim Schmidt. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for it, Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. We believe you for it, God. Yes, Lord. It's not thank enough you, to Jesus. just talk about it, God. Thank you, Jesus. We have got to believe you. We have got to believe you when you say that you never leave or forsake Yes, Lord. We declare it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, there's strength coming. Hallelujah. I can feel it settling. Thank you, strong. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Your strength that is going yes, to those that can win your but Thank you yes, for Lord. your strength that we're feeling settling. Thank you, Jesus. For the words that you're speaking in this house. Yes, Lord. Praise God. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Praise. God. Praise. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord says, you can ask anything in my name, and yes. I will do it. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Okay, Mom, go ahead and ask. Dad, go ahead and ask. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Ooh, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, God. Go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead and ask. Shut up, Pastor. Go ahead, ministry leader. Yes. Go ahead and ask. Yes. Go ahead, call up. Go ahead and ask him. Yes, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Go ahead and let that worship out. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Let it go. Hallelujah, God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I invite you to be seated today. It's so good to see you all in the house of the Lord. We want to welcome all of our guests today. Thank, Thank you, for you being God. With us. And uh, we trust that you're sensing a presence in a very personal way that is the Lord Jesus. Amen, amen. Isn't he good? Thank you, praise Thank team, you for leading us in worship. Thank you for worshiping. And uh, God is pleased. <clears throat> praise God. At this time, just before we go into the word of the Lord, I want to invite the Rashke family up here. I'm going to make you walk a little extra, so if you'll come to the left. And Owen, if you'll come up here with Mom and Declan. And uh, we're going to honor these graduates. Yes! The one thing that we forgot to do is grab a picture of the two of these when they were kids to throw it up on the screen. Because we've got some of them sitting on their little trikes in Sunday school. And uh, when we first moved here, they were five years old, I think, in kindergarten when we first came. And uh, so we love Caroline very much. We love her too. Yes, Praise God. Praise God. We're going to just today celebrate them afterwards, but uh, we're going to pray for them. And I'm going to ask Paul to join me. I can get this open. He's going to anoint his daughter. And I will anoint my son with oil. And then I'm going to ask the church, if you would, to just raise your hands toward these two as they step into their next adventure. Yes, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Excellent. Would you join us in prayer? Thank you, Jesus. Right now, God. Lord, by the authority of the word of God and yes, the confidence in the blood of the Lamb. Lord, you see my son. Carry him through. I'm asking you, Lord, for a special anointing to fall on him from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. Let them be a God, use everything that he's learned to take him into this next adventure of life. Yes, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, by the authority of the word of right God, now, to use God. him for your kingdom. Yes, Lord. Lord, let your angels wrap themselves around him and protect him. Yes, and do God. battle on his behalf. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Lord, I pray with yes, Caroline God. right now. By the authority of the word yes, of God, God the power that's God. in the name, yes, you Lord. see her. You see her spirit, you see her heart. I'm asking you to flood her soul with the anointing presence of Almighty God. Yes, Lord. From the top of her head to the soul of her feet. Yes, God. Let the anointing power of the Holy Ghost move on her. Right now, And over her and through her. Yes, Lord. Lord, be the King of kings and the Lord of lords to her even now. Yes, Lord. Jesus, we love you. We love you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Isn't it fun to serve God? Yes. And we look forward to the great reports of where God and life take Caroline and Owen. 
And uh, it's exciting to know Thank you, Jesus. that they have a church that's supporting them in prayer. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. This has been an amazing service. Yes. <laughs> when we're done here, just go ahead and stay for a little bit, greet one another, and enjoy all the goodies and greet Owen and Caroline in Jesus' name yes, Lord. before you leave. But I believe last week was awesome. Yes. If you missed last Sunday, well, you missed last Sunday. <laughs> You can't even get it back on the video, what we felt in here as we listened to the testimonies of those that shared what God was doing. And uh, and it's been just echoing in my spirit all week. And uh, I am so excited about the transformation that God is making in people's lives. <clears throat> because uh, like we said several, well, it's already been two and a half years probably, I preached the message that it's going to get messy. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> praise God. But we, just before, prior to coming into this building, I preached a message because I felt the Lord speak to us that not only construction-wise were we going to get ready to get messy, but God was getting ready to save messes. Yes, amen. And uh, all of us have been a mess at one time or another. Yeah. So we might as well just own up to it and let him do it. <laughs> and so to hear those testimonies last week was just so encouraging to see that God was doing what God said he would do. Not really that we ever doubted that he would, but to see the affirmation of what he's doing in people's lives was so encouraging and so uplifting. And we're, we're so thankful for all of you that shared last week, and, and we'll do that again. Um, but you did all the preaching last week. So I got two weeks locked up in me. So we're going to read from three different passages of scripture. And then my wife, I don't know, she must have been in tune with the Lord for once. I mean, just in tune with the Lord. She posted something and I looked at her and I said, hmm, where have you been? Because she posted my message. And some of you saw it, some of you didn't. So we'll go ahead and preach it anyhow. Psalm 34, starting at verse number one. I will bless the Lord at all times. Yeah. Let me declare that again. Come on. Hallelujah. I will bless the yeah. Lord at all times. Hallelujah, Jesus. Good times, bad times, ugly times, yeah. no times, empty times, full times. Ooh. I will bless the Lord I at know. all times. Ooh. His praise Come on. Come shall on. continually yeah. be in my mouth. Amen. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Uh-huh. Oh, magnify. Everybody say magnify. Magnify. Oh, magnify the, the Lord. Lord with me. Yeah, yeah. And let us exalt his name together. Yes, come on. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Hallelujah. And let us exalt his name together. Turning over to Ephesians chapter 6. Hopefully a familiar portion of scripture. 
starting at verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Yeah. Put on the whole armor of God yeah. that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Uh -huh. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, uh -huh. but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And let me just pause. I've said it often, but I can't pass the scripture without saying it again. It's not my message. But if you're fighting people, you're fighting the wrong fight. If you're fighting people, you're fighting the wrong fight. Stop fighting the people and start fighting the people by the spirit behind the people. And you'll That's find good. yourself much, much more victorious. That's good. Verse number 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Uh -huh. Stand, therefore. Yeah. Everybody say stand. Stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Yeah. And then one last passage of scripture before I get into my message from Acts chapter 16, starting at verse number 20. And brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city, and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such an order for a charge, thrust them into the inner prison, and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, waking out of sleep, seeing the prison doors open, drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. I want to, with the help of the Lord, to quickly and yet powerfully yeah. preach this message. Turning worship into warfare. Come on. Come on. Turning worship into warfare. Yeah. There is something that happens. The Bible says in the book of John that he is looking for true worshipers. Yeah. Can I tell you he's not looking for preachers. Uh -huh. He's not looking for teachers. He's not looking for Sunday school teachers. He's a, that's what the church is looking for. But what God is looking for is a true worshiper. Yeah. Hallelujah. You can shut the preacher up and God will still preach. Uh -huh. But you close the worshiper down and heaven becomes silent. Yeah. It was Jesus that says, unless the people worship me, I'll have to have the rocks cry oh, yeah. out. Yeah. There's something that all of us can do, and that is to worship him. Uh -huh. To worship him. Now, we don't understand all the time what that word worship means. That word worship doesn't just mean to praise. We say we have a worship service 
And really what we should be saying is it's time for our praise service. Because worship is so much deeper than praise. Yeah. Listen, praise will unlock the door of the tabernacle, but worship will get you in the Holy of Holies. Come on, hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that uh, we enter into his courts with thanksgiving and into his gates with praise. It's those things that get us inside, but when we get into the Holy of Holies, there's nothing that we can do but worship. Yeah. There's a song out today that we uh, that I heard on 96.5, and it talks about the angels falling on the floor on their face to cry holy, to echo, yeah. holy is the Lord. There is something about the worship of a person that, that bows prostrate before God and allows the presence of God to overwhelm them. You see, when you are prostrate before God, whether physically, emotionally, or spiritually, you are being totally and completely vulnerable to God. Yeah. That's what worship is. See, when I'm praising, I could be standing here and raising my hands and I could be praising him, but I'm not ready for any kind of an attack. Uh -huh. Because chances are my eyes are probably open when I'm worshiping. Jesus, I worship you, but I can see you. Jesus, I'm praising you, but I see everything around me. But when I get into a state of worship, there is nothing but me and him. Yes. There is absolutely nothing going around. You lay down on the floor and you put your face in the floor and you're not going to see anything that's going on around you. Yeah. What is worship? Worship is getting into where you and him are just you and him. Yeah. And it's in worship that you become a warrior. Yeah, it's in worship on, that you begin to take control of situations because you're not distracted by all the things that are going on, by all the things that are happening around you, but you are tuned in just to him. Yes, Amen. glory. Hallelujah. Worship. Yeah. You see, there is a, a, a misnomer, if you will, about the concept of worship. Can I just say, worship is not what you do, but worship is who you are. Come on. Praise is what, what you, you do. do. Yeah. Praise is the action. Praise. If you look at all the Old Testament words for the word praise, and all and everything has an action. You're either saying something or doing something in praise. You're either clapping your hands, raising your hands, dancing in the spirit, jumping in joy, or shouting with a loud voice. But worship goes beyond what you do to who you are. Yeah. It's the reason why Jesus told the woman at the well, he seeks true worshipers. He doesn't care necessarily what you do. He cares who you are. Hallelujah. And who you are becomes the thing that he uses in warfare. Come on. Now, now, we are in the midst of a great and mighty battle. They, in all of my 50 years of this life, and, and, and take away the first 12 years because I was probably clueless the first 12. Didn't really know what was going on around me because I didn't worry about food on the table. That was dad's problem. Didn't worry about the car because I didn't drive yet. Well, I take that back. I sat on my grandfather's lap and drove to Chisago every once in a while. Because Chisago used to be way out there back then. <laughs> God 
God is not concerned with what you can or cannot do. He's concerned with who you are. Yes. And not only who you are, but probably more importantly, who you recognize who you are. Oh, come on. Because if you can recognize who you are in him, he will equip you to do what he wants you to do. On, if that. you can recognize how he has ordained you, how hey, he has called you, how he has formed you and framed you and molded you, he will give you the tools necessary to do what he wants to accomplish. So stop worrying about what you're supposed to do and start worrying about who you're supposed to be. Come on, Pastor. I know that sounds deep, but are you just another human being or are you a child of God? Are you an addict or are you an apple of his eye? Are you a hater or a hallelujah-er? Are you somebody that doesn't know how to live, but yet you call on him and you live in him? Because Paul said it this way. Crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Hallelujah, Jesus. Listen, I can declare to you that I am the son of Frank Sanders Jr., the grandson of Frank Sanders Sr., but more importantly than any of that, I have been bought with a price, the blood has been shed, my last name is the name of Jesus, because I took his name. And all of this stuff is happening. 
happening over and over and more and more and seemingly in greater uh, numbers. Why? Here's what my own belief is. This is Tim Sanders' theology. My own belief is that the creation is sensing the coming of the Lord and creation is stirred up. And when you're a hurricane, you can't do anything but spin. And when you're a cloud, you can't do anything but rain. And when you're a mountain, you can't do anything but shake. And when you're an earthquake, you can't do anything but move the plates of the earth. And so you do whatever you're designed to do. And in so doing it, you are worshiping the creator of the universe. What does that mean? I was created for a purpose. And my purpose is not your purpose. And your purpose is not my purpose. But all of the purposes that are in this place, when they are put together, accomplish a greater purpose. And when all of the people begin to understand their purpose, they become a worshiper. Because on the inside of you, you cannot help but do what God designed you to do. And when you become a worshiper, the Bible tells you he has what he is seeking. And when he finds what he is seeking, he can use you as an instrument for warfare. I want you to notice something. In Ephesians chapter 6, where we read, can, let, me just, let me just back up just a little bit and tell you I believe in spiritual warfare. I absolutely believe it. The Bible says this. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Uh -huh. They're powerful. Yeah. To the pulling down of struggle. So if our weapons are not carnal, that means they are spiritual. spiritual. Uh -huh. And if they are spiritual, spiritual instruments and tools and weapons work in the Next. spirit. So there is a thing called spiritual warfare. Yeah. Pretty you understand that, right? So I believe in spiritual warfare. Here's what my problem is, is there's been too many people that have distorted what spiritual warfare really is. That's right. You see, I don't want to burst any bubbles today. Burst them. Okay. Come on, fast and teach us. How many have ever been around somebody that is so spiritual? This is the way Pastor Cowboy used to say. They're so spiritual that they're no earthly good. Come on. Uh, you ever been around somebody like Just be honest. You know, they see spirits behind absolutely everything. Yeah. Okay. Behind the door, behind the wall, behind the car, behind, you know, you're, you're, you haven't changed your oil in three years, and it's the devil that caused the engine to blow up. Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing, and it's become a spiritual thing. You, you know who I'm talking about? <clears throat> that was just your dumb decision not to put oil in the car, by the way. So get oil in your car, and your car may not blow up. Right. And, and I have, as a teacher and a preacher, I have seen so many people come through my life that all their spiritual warfare is this stuff. Until I look in scripture and find out that that's not really there. Can I tell you what happened when the disciples across a lady who was possessed? Here's what Peter did. Be quiet. Yep. 
Wasn't an exorcism. <laughs> Didn't jump through ten hoops to create the spirit, the atmosphere yes. to take care of it. He That's just right. said, "Be quiet." Speak those things. Why could he do that? Because he was a worshiper. Yeah, yeah, come on. And when you're a worshiper, you, know you enter into warfare. Yes, that's right. But it's not your warfare that you're warring. Come it's on, his. come on, come on, come on. The word of my God. God and you my take God. control of the spiritual atmosphere around you. So I'm reading in Acts chapter, in Ephesians chapter 6, and, and here's something that I've, I've preached this, I've taught every piece of armor in over and over and over again. And, and, I've, and I've, I've gotten down to verse 18, I think it is, that says, with all prayer and supplication. And, and I've gotten all these things. But you want to know what I've always kind of just glanced over? The word stand. Come on. Stand, therefore. He doesn't say to attack. There is nowhere in Ephesians chapter 6 where the apostle tells the people that are reading that, go on the offensive. Amen. Amen. He says this, stand. Mm -hmm. Therefore. Some versions say, stand firm. I never saw that before. Why? Because if you're standing, he's moving. Come on, come on. But if you're so busy moving, he can't move with you at the same time because you are dictating your steps. You have to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You have to stand still and begin to see him moving. You want the worshiper to worship? You stand in the place that God has called you to stand and your worship will turn into warfare because God To move, we're yeah. supposed to stand. Too many of us, though, are chasing here and chasing there and moving here. Oh, and if I could just get to this kind of a service, if I could just get to that service, and if I could just get to this ministry, and I get to that ministry, if I could read this and listen to this, can I tell you what you are now? Confused. Uh -huh. Because that preacher doesn't preach it the way this preacher does, and yes. this preacher doesn't preach it the way that preacher does, and all of a sudden you get a call and you're going, what's going on? Oh my God. Teach us. Can, I, can I just tell you, it's what's been happening for the last 20 months, yes. since this whole pan, since 2020 started, if you will, we have entered in a sea, into a sea of confusion. And there's all kinds of different ministries and all different kinds of people out there speaking. Listen, I'm not, I'm not calling them false prophets or anything. They are called to minister to people that God is calling them to minister to. But can I just tell you, I have yet to find a preacher that is released to preach to the entire world yeah. outside of the gospel. Uh, you're not going to get a preacher. And if you come to Spirit of Grace Church, here's what you're getting. I'm not called to preach to everybody yeah, that's right. how to live their life. I'm called to preach how to get to Jesus. Come on, yeah. come on. That's good. It's one of the reasons I don't preach prophecy. Can I just tell you, I was infuriated this week 
When I don't know who it was, I don't know who posted, I don't even know the background, I don't know who it was, but it was out there that we were entering into the red horse of the apocalypse. The problem with that, and it's one of the reasons that I don't preach prophecy here and as far as revelation, is because there's so many different interpretations to it. As the way I read it, the red horse can't happen until the tribulation comes. The tribulation hasn't happened yet because we haven't had the Antichrist come to the forefront yet and set up a peace with Israel. Israel's been at war this week, if you haven't noticed. So how can it be the red horse? And yet you've got all kinds of people because they're trying to figure out what's going on in the world. And they're trying to figure out who's right, who's wrong, and what's spiritual, what's not spiritual. They're getting in, and too many preachers are causing confusion. Can I just stop and just be your pastor locally here? And those that watch, you can take it or leave it. But as the pastor of this church, I am calling this church to stand. Hallelujah! Having your current voice for the battle of truth. Don't yes. worry about this and worry about that. Become a worshiper. Well, Pastor, what about when Jesus comes? If I'm a worshiper, I'm going with him. Yeah. It doesn't matter when he comes. It doesn't matter what time of day. It doesn't matter what season. When yeah. the trumpet sounds, and I believe the trumpet will sound. If I am a worshiper, I'm going to hear the sound yeah. of the trumpet of God. Yeah. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called together yeah. in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound angry, but my heart is so troubled because we have begun to minor on the majors and major on the minors. We are spending more time worried about the red horse, the white horse, the pale horse, the black horse. We're more worried about the bulls, the vials, and, the, and, and instead of worrying about the sick and the lost and those that are hurting and those that are suffering. Listen, I'm not worried about which horse is on its way. I'm worried about getting somebody to Jesus. I'm not worried about what vial is getting ready to be poured out. I want to get somebody in the presence of the Lord so they can experience him. All that stuff will take care of itself. Oh, my Lord, give me just a few more minutes. It's your fault you didn't let me preach last week. <laughs> Worship is turned into warfare. Can I tell you the greatest stance of a warrior is simply this. this, but God told them to walk around and shut their mouths. Yes. 
because he understands that his people like to talk. And not only talk, but to complain. How do I know? Because if I challenged you today, we're going to gather tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. and we are going to walk around the city of Coon Rapids. And you're not going to say a word. <laughs> the whole time. And not only that, we're going to do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. And next Sunday, we're going to meet at 7 and we're going to do it seven times. And you're not going to say a thing all week long. Some of you would freak out. Amen. Facebook wouldn't know what to do not seeing your post for a couple days. And the whole time we're walking around Coon Rapids, there's arrows pointing at you. We'll bring it into the modern day. There's bazookas and RPGs and tanks and, 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 and atomic bombs and nuclear bombs. Everything's pointed at you, getting ready to take you out, but you can't say anything. Can I just tell you what I believe? Some of the, some of the people are walking in. What is it, Josh? This can't be what God wants. God wants us to attack. God wants us to take control. God to be overcomers. God wants us to do this and do this. No, he wants you to walk. Quietly at that. Can I just tell you what some people get in trouble with? You're trying to overcome your situation, but you're talking. And you're attacking because somewhere you got it in your spirit and in your mind that spiritual warfare is active. Spiritual warfare is not active unless he's activating it. So all you're supposed to do is stand and shut up. And do what you were designed to do which was to put your face in the floor and come face to face with Jesus only. And when you become that worshiper, then all of a sudden he begins to move. Can I tell you what the word stand means? I, I, I looked this up just so you can be sure about it. Stand means to make firm, uphold or sustain the authority or force of anything. To be of a steadfast mind, one who does not waver. Can I just, I'm not wanting to sound negative and I'm not wanting to sound condescending or corrective, but can I just tell you that some of you are not growing the way you should because you're trying to plant yourself in too many pots. Man. That's good. Teach us. Teach us. Plant and grow. The more times you move a plant or a tree, the less it begins to grow. I'm not talking about a place necessarily. I'm talking about in a spirit. Oh, I got bored reading this Bible book, and, and so I'm going to go to this one. God's trying to say to somebody, set your roots strong and stand because as a worshiper, when you begin to stand, I begin to act. Come on. And when I begin to act, you're going to watch walls come down. Yeah. You're going to watch enemies have 
self-ambushments take their take control of themselves. They're going to destroy themselves. They're going to be eaten from the inside out. They're going to be overcome by themselves because you're not doing anything but standing and worshiping. I pray that somebody grasps this today, that you step out of your confusion and out of the pressure to do something. See, too many of us are fixers. Too many of us try to make things all right. The problem is, is it's not up to us to make it right. right. It's up to us to receive from the Lord and let the Lord make it right because he knows what's right and wrong. In us, we don't know the right way. So Paul and Silas are sitting there in jail. In the dungeon is what some uh, translations say. Feet and hands locked up. What a place to be. And we give them credit because they began to pray and to sing songs unto God. And we think that's their spiritual warfare. That when they began to sing and to pray, that's when God began to move. Can I just tell you that was after their worship? They were worshiping and it got them put into prison. They were doing what God intended them to be. They were acting on what God had called them to do. And they were doing it and it got them into prison. Can I just tell you, sometimes your worship will lead you to a dungeon so that God can shape somebody else's dungeon. Listen to me. Don't misunderstand me. I don't want anybody to ever get into a dungeon. But if you have to go there because God's designed you to go there, go there and get ready for him to work. Can I just tell you that Paul and Silas sat there and I think they may have looked at one another. What are we going to do? Let's try to pick the lock. Let's try to tear it off the wall. Wonder Twin Powers activate. And some of you 1980s kids will recognize that. You, you, you see, but, but that's not what they did. They sat there and prayed and sang. Can I just tell you, some of you are so quick to try to get out of your situation. You start fighting out of it. You start, God deliver me, God deliver me, God deliver me. I got to have deliverance, I got to have deliverance. Listen, you may be right where you're supposed to be without the deliverance. Come on. Because what does the Bible say? The worshiper became the warrior. How did he become a warrior? How did Paul and Silas go from a worshiper to a warrior? They were a worshiper that got them into the prison, and in the prison, they became a warrior. How did they become a warrior? They sat and prayed and sang. And as they began to sing and pray, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, and the prisoners heard them. Let me ask you a question. How many people are in prison because of the actions that they've done that God has tried to send a worshiper to to release them from their chains? But the worshiper wasn't listening and prayed themselves into a deliverance from going into the prison. How many people through the history of time 
have just been waiting for a true worshiper to do what God designed them to do, to go and just stand in the situation. Can I just tell you, when the winds are blowing and the hurricane is going and the earthquake is going, I want to find that one building that's not swaying in the wind and I want to get to it. I don't want to be in a mobile home when a tornado comes through. I want to be in a concrete building. Yeah. Listen, somebody's looking for a concrete building today and that concrete building might be you. You may be the thing that doesn't waver. You're standing strong. It's the greatest position of battle that you can be in because all of the people that are getting blown around by the winds of the world are looking for something solid, something that is strong, something that doesn't waver, that, that, that doesn't have the ups and the downs and the ins and the outs, but they have become a worshiper. So when the prisoners heard them, can you imagine what would have happened if you were one of those prisoners and all of a sudden the bars started shaking and the doors started swinging open? Here's the greatest miracle in that whole story is the, the phrase that Paul says, we are all here. The prisoners didn't run. They have been in prison. They have an opportunity for freedom and they don't take it. Why? Because the winds on the outside didn't match up to the worshiper on the inside. Somebody get this today. The winds of the world are blowing and people are looking for something that stands. That's good. And the only thing that stands, the Bible says it this way. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. So that the things that will remain or that cannot be shaken will remain. I want to be something that remains. That's right. So, Amen. Because I'm a worshiper. Yeah. I close with this. We read in Psalm, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Can I tell you what magnification does? It makes objects appear larger than they are. Can I tell you what a true worshiper does? It makes God appear larger than he is. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh, magnify. How do you do that? You become a magnifying glass. Yeah. I thought I saw one around here. I had no one searching the building this morning. So, but we've all had them before, those magnifying glasses. You know, you look through one way and my eye would be real big, and turn the other way and you're all big. It magnifies. It makes bigger. Can I tell you what a worshiper does? A worshiper makes God appear bigger than he is. Yes. So that those that are looking for him find him easier. Yes, yes that's right. Some of you that don't have Randy Fond Bibles, they just slide right in there, a little magnifying glass, and they put a little letter so the letters stand out because your eyes have gone bad. If I hold mine up here, I can't read it. I got to hold it down here. My glasses are built that way. I can see in the back, fine, I can't hardly see Chelsea. Oh, magnify. Will somebody magnify him this week? Yes. Will somebody make Jesus appear bigger to somebody? 
Will somebody be a worshiper and stand when everything else is falling apart so that the prisoners that are around you can see you? And really, they're not seeing you, but they're seeing who you worship. Can I tell you what the other thing a magnifying glass does? Burns up bugs. I remember as a kid taking a magnifying glass and holding it and letting the sun burn the anthill. Poor ants. Listen, if you want the pests in your life to be removed, on, magnify him. That's right, that's right. Come on, that's good. Because as the S-O-N comes through you, uh -huh. the pest cannot contain or handle it. They will flee. That's right. Amen. Amen. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I invite you to stand. Somebody has been fighting. But you've been fighting in a way that has worn you out. Because you have been fighting in your flesh. Now you thought you were participating in spiritual warfare. But spiritual warfare begins by standing still and closing your mouth. I'll tell you, a lot of you know who Pastor Suber is. He's been here several times, and uh, we're going to get him back up here as soon as we can. But he is somebody that operates in the spiritual dimension. And can I tell you what he tells most people that are wanting to be a part of spiritual warfare? He'll say something like this. Now, I won't even try to imitate his voice because I'm not that Southern. But... He'll tell, just tell you, get up in the morning. Go to work. Go to school. Mow your lawn. Wear clean clothes. Wear clothes that match. <laughs> Comb your hair. Well, that just sounds like living. Exactly. But if you're living as a worshiper, those clean clothes magnify Jesus. That car that's taken care of, that house that's taken care of, that lawn that's taken care of when your neighbors drive by, they'll look at it and they'll see not just a clean lawn, but they're going to see the magnification of Jesus. That's where spiritual warfare starts. Just do what you're supposed to do because as you're doing what you're supposed to do, that is worship to him. And as it is worship to him, he will take it and turn it into warfare on your behalf. And all of a sudden, you'll have somebody walk into your life and they will say, I don't know what it is about you, but I want it. Yeah. 